0: Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super-fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.
1: Okay, welcome to Ask Alex episode 128 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by America'sCardRoom.com. If you want 27% rate back from America'sCardRoom.com, Simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the adverts or banners on the OneOuter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on OneOuter.com website and also via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then please email questions at OneOuter.com or you can tweet them or post them in the Facebook group. As we mentioned on episode 127, which was finished recording 10 minutes ago, Alex is in Manhattan just now, living the dream, watching blizzards uh, from Trump's tower.
2: And, um, <laughs> no, 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 I do not. <laughs> no, do not do that. <laughs> that that is did not go Heights. well for Uber. Yeah, from, <laughs> from Fitzgerald
1: Heights. Um yeah, and there you go. He's got his there floor go. to ceiling windows, and uh, he's still turning up for the podcast. And we recorded the last one on his uh, 4G connection. This one, we got the Wi Fi going, so touch wood, it should all run out smoothly. Alex, you are back, and I'm assuming nothing major has happened in
2: the last 10 minutes with yourself. Uh, not much. Just looking around. Well, I, you know, the only thing that's happened is I've looked around this apartment and not apartment, this uh, hotel room, and just thinking of, like, how weird this would look to you guys. Like, I got, like, maple black tea next next to me from Montreal. Uh, I got this coffee machine I'm just chugging coffee out of, this huge window I'm looking out of while I'm uh, talking to everybody during my lessons now. Uh, my Costa Rican little token, so I can use that, type of internet, my little pedometer for like running through Queens and yeah, uh, the newspaper. And I'm thinking, this is a weird, like if you put this in a comic book, like professional poker player, the comic book, this would be kind of a strange scene right here. Just the variety of things around one person from Costa Rica and Montreal and blah, blah, blah. And it's a, it's a lovely life. It's a lovely life chugging coffee and just talking all the time. I'm okay. Thank you. And, yeah, that that was housekeeping. That was the mate, yeah. I thought you were just randomly saying, I'm okay, thank you. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, and I got, uh, yeah, life's good, man. Just drinking coffee, talking to you, traveling the world. Uh, I I do not believe I have the right to complain. I certainly can complain. I'm pretty sure every person can complain about something, but I – I don't have the right to complain about my problems because they're good problems to have. So yeah. speaking of problems, let's hear your guys's question. Well, 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 that's it. It was funny when I said in the, what's happened in the next 10 minutes
1: to Alex. And he, you know, he said that, and it's something I used to, when I was younger, I used to really dwell on this sometimes, or it'd be a weird train of thought. And it wasn't drug induced or alcohol induced or anything. It was stone cold sober, just pondering on life. I used to think like, even in a minute what is happening in the globe like someone's dying some like thousands of people are being born thousands of people are dying yeah someone somewhere's having sex. you know loads of people and uh you know like some like i'd really go into it When i, I remember thinking stuff like that when i was like 15 16 like somewhere somewhere like you know this animal's doing and they're doing and there's death and life all over the place and just yeah. like it's weird when you actually think stuff like that, and uh, I'm not on drugs just now or anything, anyone worried about it, but it was just that 10-minute thing made me, uh, made me think of that. I used to think stuff like that all the time.
2: You well know, I. that was what really got me to be religious, is I started getting into mathematics, and uh, there's so many things with mathematics, I think it's like to count to a million it takes like two days to count to a billion. It takes 23 years or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember what it is, but it are two and a half years, excuse me, not 23, but it takes like two years. Hmm. It, and once you start understanding, oh, there's seven of those billions of people on earth and then God knows how much flora. And it, I got really tripped out because I, I, I was, am I going to say this is all random? Like, I was very comfortable with that for a very long time, saying this is random, but the degree of complexity to this earth is shattering yeah. <laughs> when you think about and this is why I don't do drugs anymore, because if I have these kinds of, when I was younger, I had these kind of thoughts, and I enjoyed them, now that I'm almost 30, I do not like those thoughts, so it's. <laughs> I understand why people like their red wine and leave me alone, Yeah, right? That's that, give me my slippers and my pipe and leave me the apple I like watching baseball now because it makes me stop thinking of those things. It's like, ooh, look at the ball fly around. This is yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and even
1: if you can get moments in a day where you're not thinking that stuff and you're not in your own head, it's a real... It's a real respite from it, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
2: That's why you and I like horror movies, man, because when you're watching a horror movie, it's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen, right? And you're not thinking about that order you haven't filed from a week ago uh, for 67 minutes, whereas normally that's just all you have on your mind is crap you have to do. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. That's the thing. This girl I'm dating right now, she gets into work at 9, and she's out at 5, and that's it. And that just blows my effing mind. I have no idea how people do that because my job is going on 24-7, right? And I just, I never, and even, I meet a lot of people in the States. Is it clock in, clock out? And there's nothing wrong with that. Hell, they got they have more money than me. Mm. And it's just, it's it's amazing when you're an entrepreneur, like the, the upside is potentially insane, but your mind is just always itching, itching, itching. And to get anywhere away from it is so nice, mm. especially if you can accomplish it without drugs, the use of drugs or alcohol. Definitely. And I think there's a lot
1: about, you know, the um, the whole meditation, whether, whatever form you find that in and right it's like this i really like the eckhart toll stuff i don't know if you're aware of him alex i don't know if you've ever talked about him but i the, am
2: aware of him i do not know much about him
1: it's the power of now basically just being present all the time and really focusing on being present and right. I, I i found it amazing like when i uh was listening to him like previous times in my life and that uh, it's as a way to, like, get you in the moment, and that's all there ever is, the moment sort of thing, the present moment. This is true. That's pretty that app.
2: It helped you with that. Okay, cool. It it
1: just sounds so, I don't know, like, simple when you hear it, but living it is like, yeah, like, what am I doing? If you actually stop and observe your thoughts sometimes, you're like, wow, like, I'm in control of this, but why am I thinking this stuff? You know, it's not very uh, constructive, or it's not even not constructive. It's just like... It's like you're almost not in control of it or something, and like I I I I can admit, like myself, previous in my life, I've had, I've had points in my life like that where my thoughts run away with themselves a little bit, you know, uh, very much right. up in my head, and anything that can, you know, I'm not saying become a Zen master or whatever overnight, but anything that can give you like a little bit of understanding about how you think and any anxiety or stress, I think is a good thing. I would definitely recommend. Uh, Eckhart Tolle stuff, he's on YouTube, a very funny guy, like, strange guy, the way he talks and stuff, but really, The Power of Now is the audiobook is is excellent, and I remember about 10 years ago in my life, when I, like, made huge muck-ups financially and stuff, like, really listening to that, and it it really brought me to a place, you know, because I don't, I didn't smoke weed or drink a lot, I was binge drinking, but I wasn't really drinking at that point, so... Um, I think people can search for stuff with substances like that, but I, I really found that, you know, like, if anyone is listening, like, needing a little bit of, like, peace of mind stuff, uh, definitely check out Eckhart Tolle stuff, you know, because I'm not ashamed to say, like, it, it
2: helped me for a little bit, you know? Yeah, if it helps you, it helps you. It's a, I, I noticed a lot of people, like, hipsters really want to down certain people. Or Christians like to do this as well. Uh, Ravi Zacharias took down Eckhart Tolle because he said something something that doesn't make logical sense Uh, of course then he's not that's not his thing he's not a scientist he's trying to help you with he's trying to help you be in the moment and if he does do that for people there is a reason the market responds to that it's not he's not famous because he's famous he's famous because he provides a service for people apparently and yeah and it, it, it helped you that's good that I'm really trying to get to meditation because I realize what people like about alcohol and weed is it's instant. You, yeah. you feel it right away. I'm okay. It's going to be okay. And uh, whereas meditation is 20 painful minutes inside your head before you get anything, anywhere. And that's a that's a scary proposition. Something. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I've not been meditating in months. I was an everyday guy for a while, and it was doing wonders for me. But I just didn't want to be in my head for a long time. It was getting pretty tough. Uh, I had some thoughts. I really clearly, my head had run away. You know what? All of what the only thing that keeps me sane is this podcast and therapy sessions and talking with people. And you realize these thoughts are very normal. Everybody's mind runs off. Your mind, your, it, the, the best description I ever heard of the mind is Uh, let me get a hit of coffee before I say this because there's a great chance I'll butcher it if I don't. The mind is a TV on in a room. It's blathering a lot of different things, some useful, some not, just like a real TV would, right? And uh, most of it not that useful. You have a couple different options. You can try to turn the TV off. That's what drugs and alcohol achieve. You can try to create a lot of other noise to drown out that TV. That's promiscuous behavior, drinking again, uh, extreme sports, uh, just generally making a dramatic life that just, it's it's so loud inside this room you can't hear that TV. And Mm -hmm. the other thing you can do is listen to everything the TV says and take it dead serious and let it kill you. Or you can realize it's a blathering TV and that's all it is. There's... And this was all in uh, Tr- Dr. Trisha Gardner. By the way, Dr. Tricia Gardner has worked wonders for me. If you ever need uh, like actual medical attention, maybe you should go to her because she's a doctor. But I felt my problems were a little bit more severe uh, than maybe a poker coach could handle uh, at one point because I'd gotten a lot of help out of uh, Jared Tenler and John Wood, uh, a ton of help. But I did need somebody clinically trained at one point and, She put me onto this book, The Happiness Trap, that it it gives this model, and then it says, pretend the TV is talking in a voice you think is hilarious. So I converted mine to Monty Python characters because I love Monty Python. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you hear, you are worthless in your head, it's like, oh, God, that's funny, right? (laughs) Like That is a British (laughs) accent. But if you just hear, you're worthless, and you have to think through that, That's not a good feeling. That's a really terrible feeling. So you do have to trick your mind a bit. And the the other thing you can do is just slow down everything in the room. And I think that's what you're doing with Eckhart Tolle. And that's wonderful. That's good. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I would recommend it to anyone, like, as a sort of entryway into that meditation without actually having to sit in a chair and stare. Like, people say that, you know, meditation, but it doesn't have to be. It can literally be 10 seconds or 20 seconds. Or a minute, like focusing on your breathing and sort of just getting into the now and just silencing your, you know, the the voices in all our heads uh, without sounding sinister. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, uh, let's get to the questions because the connection is good and we want to get the questions answered for the people. So uh, last last episode we said Jacob Durst uh, from from China. Um, he sent in a couple of questions, uh, three in fact, and we answered the last one, which was about Alex going back to America, as he's in the same boat, looking at moving back there in the next 12 months, so, um, his other two questions are, now the first one was, uh, hi Barry, thanks for consistency in releasing these entertaining podcasts, I have a few questions, the first one is for you, what would you t- say to someone, who was considering entering the import export business, now, I would say you're in to Jacob, he lives in China, so that is where basically such a high percentage of anything made and wanted and demanded uh, worldwide is actually made. So, in terms of if he stays in China, importing stuff to there, the only thing I was thinking was maybe like high end British Western products or American things that people can't get in China that would be of interest to a uh, Chinese domestic market or even expats or tourists you know in the country but i was i was thinking about making the, the, the question a bit more open in terms of i think what jacob's saying is maybe like a business like a side hustle and stuff and you know i've got my stuff and alex has got his coaching and his publishing thing you know apart from actually playing poker so i would just say i mean like a few bullet points i like to like rattle off for like clear and concise stuff like read the four-hour work week um tim ferris just to get a feel and a rough idea of actually setting something up and doing all that proper from the outside in terms of systems in place and managing it and so it doesn't like you know become you uh, the second thing it takes tons of work to get anything going and don't be put off at the start if you're not making thousands of dollars a month from it um, it's not that easy you can go out and you know if you go out and you start making a 100 or 200 a month from some side project uh, who knows a few down a few years down the line or a few months down the line that you might be able to scale it to something bigger um and regards import export it's so gray area it's so vast it could literally be anything I would say get something that you're really interested about for me it's the antiques and the old toys and the, the retro games and stuff like that and trying to track all that stuff down there's a value there and it's still very much mass-produced a lot of it that it's still you know it's still achievable to go out and find this stuff if you actually put the put the effort in and the hours i i would say something like i know you're a teacher jacob so there's maybe something you can do i know like uh, your your mandarin or cantonese is going to be at a level you could even start doing uh that classes on the side or something teaching mandarin or cantonese when you're back in the states or even doing it over skype or or anything around that way and uh yeah i would say First, sit down and find something you're passionate about that you're going to put the effort in and just start going through the the processes of that. Like four-hour work week, definitely. Uh, The $100 startup, I think it's called. It's all about, you've got to get into that bootstrap mentality. Everyone thinks, I want to start a business. Okay, I need to go and take five grand loan out to go and get this equipment and computer. You really want to start with what you've got and as little money as possible and just bootstrap it up. And that way, like, just test things and constantly be testing. Tim Ferriss speaks about that. And just get it self-financing. And, you know, I'm sure you'll do well. You're an intelligent guy when you email in and you're um, you're in China teaching. Uh, and you're from America and you're going back. So, you know, you're away, you've traveled and everything. you got all that behind you. So that would be my sort of advice for Alex. What would be yours for anyone looking to do, like, a, a little side project to maybe generate some income other than poker?
2: Uh, that is a very, whew, that is a very broad question. I, I, uh, this is all I know. When it comes to business, I do not know a single thing. I've had a lot of startups come up under me and fall apart. Uh, not, not under me, as in I oversaw every decision. But I was invested. I was a part of it. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I failed. I failed constantly. Now I'm at a point. I make pretty good money. I don't know if anybody else from my generation of online poker players makes it does as well outside of the game. uh, That it's one of those things. It's obviously Jonathan Little does, but to me he's a different. When you're talking about like my level of talent being pretty moderate and doing doing, you know, I'm a grinded out pro. I am a rounder. I am not. It, 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 Jonathan Little was very, very good at a very young age. I, I wasn't. Uh, it, when you consider my strata of poker players, how well they've done, I, I've done better than most and it's not because I understand business. It's not because I understand many things. It's hustle. It's all hustle. I do not like myself when I'm not hustling and uh, I, I've slept in a little bit this morning. Uh, I slept an hour, hour and a half more than I meant to. Uh, I couldn't work for like an hour and I'm just devastated. I'm devastated I did that because that's two, two and a half hours I can't have back. And part of that, though, also has to be efficiency. You This is something that's taken me a long time to learn. You got to find your market and like really hammer it. You cannot dabble in a bunch of different things. You have to pick your market and hammer it. So make sure there's a huge upside. Uh, I, I felt there was a huge market for a poker player that actually told you like what it was like, uh, that didn't lie to you about uh, anything, that didn't give you a bunch of BS stories. Uh, I did think there was a market for what I thought of, in my mind, always as working class poker. And I just hammered that with every product. Everything circles around to that. And uh, even uh, the battle wrapping, it does exhibit that, okay, I'm comfortable in environments that most poker players would not be comfortable in, where fights break out and there's threats of violence and stuff like that. And that's not something that I do intentionally, but I don't mind exhibiting that this is more traditional poker for uh, traditional poker professionalism for people that are learning how to do it, who possibly are not, it did not come from the finest colleges, did not come from the greatest backgrounds it, it, that you still can't do it. Because uh, if you, I really do believe if you can come from what I've gone through to where I am now and to be as happy as I am, I really do believe a lot of people can do it. And I, I hammered what I was doing. I'm about to really kick it up, but I'm making money because that demographic was necessary. That niche needed to be filled. You want to, find, you want to find your spot where it is, and you have to hammer it, and you just have to go for it. And then the other thing is, it's good to have a lot of self-disgust like I do when you're just wasting time. I love that at the end of an X-Men movie, I Want to Kill Myself that I went to that movie. I can't I love that I have that because you do have to pick your hobbies wisely in this world. I'm getting to the stage in my life though the thing that I'm really looking at now is efficiency. Efficiency is really a big deal because in the in your 20s you can dabble in many different things. I'm not saying don't dabble in your 20s. In your 20s you should be trying to figure out what you're trying to do. So, I think it's if, if you don't have any money and you don't have any You don't know anything. I've learned now. I realize now I was completely stupid during all of my 20s, but I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot, thankfully. And that's because every opportunity that presented itself, I did try to take that I felt was worth it. So some of these things worked, some of them didn't. But just even things like, how how do you clean gutters? If somebody's there cleaning your gutters, you should go out and try to learn. Teach me how to clean gutters. Teach me how to teach me how this works. Teach ask how everything works. And if there's something that floats your boat, pursue that. Even in the smallest way. Even in the smallest way. Because many people think they're just gonna have this eureka moment. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. That doesn't exist. I don't believe in that. I did not love poker the first six years I played. I did it to make money. I loved it seven through the 11th years because I finally could attach it which to what actually makes me feel happy, which is helping people. Uh, before that, I was just taking money from people. But action creates inspiration. Inspiration doesn't create action. Is I think that was from the book, Grit. And uh, I, I find you have to pick your, but once you're getting to like 30, I've, and even if you can do this in your 20s, you'll be so far ahead of most people. I just had this weird thing where I hated myself when I spent a bunch. Well, I didn't hate myself. I was so anxious for many years. This is so sad. I I couldn't watch a movie all the way through. I I just have to go back to my office to work on something else. And that's not what you want, obviously. But at the same time, if you're going to take time to do nothing, it has to be an investment in yourself. Everything. You have to pick your hobbies wisely. So, I love video games. I never get to play my video games, like ever. I love movies. I don't get to watch that many movies uh, because you have to pick your hobbies wisely. And at some point, all of this has to link up so you have your, uh, you you want to make sure you're doing quality work every day. And the quality of the work is different. Like if you're just answering emails, to me that's not very, that's not, That's not rife with value. However, if you learn something that day that is really rife with value, uh, I had to go get fitted for a suit the other day. I did not want to do this. It is because I have to go to an environment I'm not normally used to. Now, did I enjoy this? No. Was it fun? No. Did I like having an Italian tailor yell at me for an hour? No. Uh, But I did learn quite a bit. About what it takes to wear a good suit, to put on a good suit. And this is quality work to me because guess what? This is probably going to come up another hundred times in my adult life. And you know, it's time to do this, right? So anything you think is going to come up, anything you can learn, just always ask people really patiently. Like, say, I don't, don't ever fib. Say, I don't know how to do it. Please teach me. And once you become that person that knows a little bit about everything, and you can put a lot of this together. Uh, and that's really where you get a lot of value was uh, I, I noticed most poker players didn't know how to make decent PowerPoints, so I learned how to do a PowerPoint. Uh, mm. I noticed many poker players could – well, there, there's things like speaking Spanish is a really big uh, – it, it's a really big help in this world, and it does help you in business if you can just – riff with a guy for two minutes in his native language before you go, I apologize, I need to switch back to English. He's always going to remember that gesture that you did try to riff with him a bit, right? And uh, you just want to tie as many of these together as you can and then find your specialization. And I really think it takes 10, 12 years uh, to find it. it. It really can be hard. Uh, it can take that long or... If you find something that could possibly make you money that you do enjoy, do not let that go because there's a lot of very intelligent people who cannot find that. I know many people, I've met many people here who are brilliant people, but they studied something that was going to make them money and it makes them decent money, but it doesn't light their fire. It doesn't do anything for them. And that's, I read a quote the other day the salary they pay you is the bribe that you're given to forget your dreams so i think you also have to fall you have to fall in love with the process and the process is painful being broke at different times worrying constantly not having health care paying out of pocket for crap your employer would have taken care of if you use your degree or if you and by the way if you can get a degree please get your degree it, it 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 hurts me in business all the time to not have a degree in something. It it there, there's no fallback option for me. I have no choice but to hustle. That's all I have. It, that's my only talent on this earth is how hard I work. That is it. And you know I don't mind it that way because it forced me to become a person I would have never become if I had a bunch of fallback options. But getting a degree in something really useful, there's a reason why so many former lawyers become restaurateurs or uh, doctors become scratch golfers or uh, do their own thing, run a business abroad. It's because discipline begets discipline. And I think study as much as you possibly can, read every book you can. I read, I've read thousands of books. I finished 500 of them, right? But I've I've read 25, 50, 75% of thousands of books. Read broadly, take notes, memorize it. And yeah, if if you want to do the extraordinary, you better be prepared to invest the extraordinary. So yeah, good luck to you. It's a a fun ride. It's scary though. I'm just letting you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, good luck. And the next question from Jacob is, Your recommendation, Alex, to seek out the clunkiest sites and club the fish has really boosted my bankroll.
2: Yes, sir! Uh,
1: One play that comes up a lot is raising a single limper pre and then being raised on a lower flop. Example, in a 10-20 cash game, I have ace-queen off in the small blind and I raise an early position limper to 90. This limper has a 50% overall VPIP. Pot is 240 total with ante's flop is 952 and villain raises my 180 c bet to 500 likely with exactly one pair there is now 920 in the pot with about 1500 behind villain do you use your range advantage to bluff jam here in his face
2: I I think the question so he's check raising and it's he knows it's one pair is that what he said uh, he
1: says example a ten twenty cash you map is queen off in the small blind and I raise an early position limper to ninety. This limper is fifty percent pot is two forty. Flop is nine five two and villain raises my one hundred and eighty C bet to five hundred. So he's been raised uh to five hundred.
2: Yeah, uh, like, old. like
1: like likely with exactly one pair. There is now nine twenty in the pot with about fifteen hundred
2: behind the villain. You, you, you let it go because if he's doing that with a value combination and he's just willing to commit, I assume if he's doing that with one pair, if he's check raising to 500, which is a third of his chips, then he's ready to go with it pretty much always. So I think you just tighten up what you three bet with. And if it's an over pair, you jam it in. If you have over cards, you just fold. If I'm mm. hearing this right, uh, if you have, in, by the way, if you have over cards, you shouldn't stop betting. Uh, because most of the time he's going to have nothing and he'll just check hold. And some of the times with second and third pair, he's just going to check call and then you'll turn an over pair. That's why you play those big cards is they play so well on turn and river and you're going to make considerable money when if he calls your second barrel or third barrel. Uh, if he just always check raises you in that spot, then you can go to another play, which is to check back the flop and I don't really like this, but raising the turn and putting him in a killer be killed spot. If that's the language he speaks and he doesn't have it, which he won't most of the time. And a lot of those guys just lead whenever you check. uh, That's a great way to snag another bet. Even though you're not really repping anything, he doesn't sound like the type of person who would notice this. Yeah. And, uh, no, this is this is a play that does come up quite a bit. I'm glad you asked about it.
1: Okay, yeah, thanks for those questions, Jacob, and uh, good good luck with the move if you do make it back to America in the next 12 months. And uh, let's let's know how it all goes, and if if you do start something up as well. Um, all right, the last question for this episode is quite a nice one to end it on, and it is from Anthony Anonymous. Now that's not me saying I've said his name. He said he was happy for his first name to be read out, but his second name was going to say. And I have just saw it's AA as well there, which is quite funny, Uh, Anthony Anonymous. Um, And uh, he says, hello, I find it very tough playing poker for a living. Most of my friends are poker friends, and we mostly just talk about poker, which I do love. But I do feel that I miss a balance in my life, and it can affect me mentally. Periods of depressive moods and stress. I would like to know both of your thoughts for living a more happy and balanced life.
2: Well, that's uh, that's a great question. I, you know, what's really the only uh, the only thing that really got me? I feel as if I play poker way better than I, than I ever did, and and I'm playing much less than ever before because I'm very happy with how I'm conducting my personal life. When I was trying to make the studio, trying to make the physical therapy clinic, I liked learning about the construction. I liked learning about running the business. I loved, you know, we made money. We did well. It was fun. Uh, Having other hobbies was really a big deal. Having people I could speak Spanish with each day. Uh, And uh, I'm still going through this right now where, Essentially if something scares me, I'm trying to do it. It's uh if there's just an opportunity to do anything, to learn anything that scares me a bit, but seems like I could fit into my schedule. I I'm putting that in. There's probably I was in uh Montreal and I was talking with Kevin McPhee and uh we were in a car and uh Dennis was driving uh Yanni was talking in the back about cars he likes. And uh, Ke- Kevin brought up a car he liked and Dennis brought up a car he liked. And I told everybody I do not know how to drive. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kevin, without missing a beat, he goes, yeah, that's kind of what happens when you delay your development through the poker world. Uh, you, po- poker will put you in this la-la land where you are accountable to no one. Uh, just mm-hmm. no one. Except yourself. So you have to instill discipline on yourself by, I think, taking instruction in other places. So challenging yourself to learn different things that perhaps scared you before, I, I find is really beneficial. It mm-hmm. Putting yourself in situations, social situations are really big. If you have an opportunity to go help a friend move, go do it. If your friend wants to set you up on a date, go do it. And if it doesn't work out, that's it's it just getting out of the house and if you find a couple good male friends you can talk to just you just be you don't have to have a huge social network I I can talk with Barry quite a bit I can talk with Carlos quite a bit I can talk with my family uh, mm-hmm. I can talk with uh, a few other friends uh, I don't know if they want their name said out loud or whatever, but they uh, that's pretty much it and uh, I, you keep your you you keep the people, you try to have quality relationships with people so you do have to go out there and try a bunch of different things I get this from guys all the time uh, I get a lot of students like, this. Uh, how do uh, eventually, they're, I'm, what's really bumming you, and it's a lot of I, I don't have a social life and I haven't been with a girl in a long time i haven't dated a girl in a long time and they the worst thing you can do when you're not having a social life is sit around and pout about you do not have a social life and by the way that is repellent to women just to see you in your down state because mm-hmm. they have to assess the threat level quite honestly women probably fear for their life much more than men and they have to that is a A moody person, a moody man, especially if he's bigger, is a threatening man to many people, not just women. So they're just not going to be into you for that reason. The way you're going to be happier is what's something you're interested in. So I'm into guitars or I'm into cooking. It's like, well, go to a cooking class. And if you just learn there, that's great. If you meet some friends, great. Then you'll meet other friends when you go out with them. And eventually, hopefully, you'll find people you're really happy with. Challenge yourself to learn new things. Always humble yourself in poker. Uh, Set an alarm. That's a big thing. I slept in for. I brought this up in last podcast, I think, but I slept an hour and a half, and in today, and uh, that's really weird for me. I usually wake up with an alarm, uh, six or seven in the morning. Uh, I mean, not six or seven in the morning. Six or seven hours of sleep. and, uh, yeah, just get to it. And if it scares you, you have to do it. That's essentially how you get a social life, how you get outside of your head, having a bit more of a balanced life. If it scares you to learn this thing, it, it, it just has to be done. And, but, dude, this is every day of your life. Like, every day of your life is going to be like this. Uh, I just recently, um... I, my face kept flaring up. I kept getting acne. and uh, this girl I'm seeing now said, I looked it up and this this razor is actually what's going to help you not cut up your face or irritate your face. but it's a you know, now I'm relearning how to use a razor because it's a single blade and it's a it's really cool looking, but I don't know how to use it and install blades and all that. So today, I'm going to big poker player Alex, who knows the qu- answers to many poker questions, is going to sit here watching a YouTube video, figuring out how to get a one blade to work the way he wants it to work. And then when I get back home to Bullhead City, I'm going to walk into a driving school where everybody else is going to be 15 years old. I'm almost twice their age. And I'm going to go, You're going to have to teach me how to drive because I don't know. The tools and all that stuff humbles you, ingratiates you to other people. People love to see somebody humble. humble. Like, if you're trying your best, but you're humble about it, but you're really pushing yourself, people find that very endearing. They really want to be around that. I was, mm-hmm. I was talking with some friends the other day, and uh, it, it was, uh, we were, we were talking we were all talking around at this place in New York and they were talking about they love this show uh, about baking and how there was this one guy who worked as an IT guy 10 hours a day, then he came home and worked on his cakes. And you could just see every girl in the group with, like swooning because that's a man after it. That's a guy after it. Now that guy does not have money, but he is very attractive to other people because it's an endearing quality to see somebody going for it. Right, And he's social when he's baking. He goes out to local bake-offs or whatever. He's going to classes. He's trying to learn it. That's his passion. That's his thing. Does he have a lot of time for PlayStation? My guess is no. Does he have a lot of time to read self-help improvement books? My guess is no. But he's out there in life learning a skill, meeting people, ingratiating himself, humbling himself, getting out there. And people love that. If you want to get out there and have a balanced life, just keep teaching yourself things. It's a continual process. And by the way, everything I've learned is everything I need on the job. if If I did not play with metal bands, battle rap, travel the entire world, set up companies, run a physical therapy clinic, blah, 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 all this extra stuff, write a book. If I hadn't done this, I couldn't run my company as well as I do today, because the more you set seemingly insurmountable obstacles and then just succeed, get over them, the more confidence you will have in yourself. If you're just demanding self-esteem of yourself without putting yourself through the ringer some of the times, you're gonna find that confidence does not appear because you've done nothing to earn it, okay? Mm -hmm. And that is really where I find I find the mind and body to be these magnificent specimens uh, that I find it so interesting that humans do not feel good about themselves unless they're pushing themselves. I, I meet a lot of people that I think, oh, this guy has a good job. He's making good money. He's got good relationships. If he's just watching TV every night, he's not happy. I don't care how much money he's making. He could have one of these penthouses I'm looking out at right now 10 million 20 million dollars he's not happy uh it's that's his life and then there's guys there's janitors who on the weekend play semi-pro uh american football and they're way happier and i think doing way better than many rich people i meet and i think that to me that is my hypothesis at 29 it is really likely to change i hope it does help you what do you think barry I just think everybody's trying to work it out, and that the the thing that
1: people don't realise is on. Everyone looks at if you're comparing yourself to other people, then it's got to be a true comparison. If you're just comparing them to the on the face of it, like yeah, they're like ah, I've got it mastered. I'm killing it. I'm loving life, and then (laughs) I, you know, or or Facebook personas or Instagram or whatever. It's like what Alex says, you need those friends, those close friends who are successful or who are not successful by traditional senses or money wise or whatever. To have a balanced sort of like group that you can talk to about things and just openly talk to them and say how you're feeling. And that. And honestly, like even myself recently, like it's so surprising you speak to people who you think on the face of it, have got it all worked out and they figured it out and they tell you shit, and you're like, holy, like, that just puts my stuff in perspective, like, you know, right. what, you know, and they are working through it, and I think, I think life's just that, it's just like a continual work in progress, and the way to be happy is to continue doing that work and progressing sort of thing, do you know what I mean, it's like, if you, right. don't put the, if you don't put the work in, and you don't feel like you're progressing, I said it to my fiancee there, I said, since last September, since I got back from Vegas, kind of took my foot off the gas a little bit with business and things and the weather it wasn't great for going out looking for stuff and you know other other bits and pieces and i just didn't feel the pressure of you know needing the money in as much sort of thing or something and i was like oh, i'll take it easy and i've you know i've watched my box sets and movies and lay around the house not because it's the weather you don't get out as much and then you wonder why you're feeling slightly down or in a place that's like oh you know this and that and you're like well I've not been out exercising, I've not been eating the best stuff again and you know, it's you can it all adds up. I'm not saying it's any one thing, but it's all little ingredients that if you can just tweak little bits now and again you can you can be happier and live a you know, a balanced life. And it's it's this thing about um happy, like what actually is it and stuff. It's, it's we spoke about it I think on the last podcast. It's like you're always gonna have problems. You can go and win the Sunday Million for hundred and twenty thousand and or the World Series for so many million. And if you're not happy within yourself and you've got issues, you're, that's not going to change anything. It might, oh, yeah. numb it, it might numb it for a few months or a year of, like, like hedonism if you're single or whatever, and or just, like, doing whatever, you know, blasting off. And then once you're alone and it's you and your own head and that, you got to be there and happy in that. Or you will never be happy. You will just be miserable. You know what I mean? So... It's like what we said, like that Ecartol stuff and it's what I suppose it's what you put in your head, Alex, as well. If you've got this voice that's like negative and saying things to you sometimes and questioning this and that and then you gotta just fill it fill your head with good stuff, you know, and like what you're reading and what you're watching and that. It's all got to be, you know, positive things and um, yeah. Yeah, I would just And also don't be afraid to go and get like you know, we don't if, I I sometimes think with this show, like we don't know who's listening and where they are at life and whatever. And, you know, I said it, like I've been places that's like horrible that you never thought you would be. And I mean, in my own head and that sometimes. And I wouldn't be ashamed to go and seek actual help if you needed help. And that word like help, oh, I need help. There's something wrong with me or whatever. It's like, no, it's like, you're actually being a responsible adult saying, look, I don't want to live my life like this anymore. Or I want to at least learn how to, Harness my mind and make me, and it'll actually make you more productive and more powerful. It's like these top, this Ray Dalio guy who owns the biggest hedge fund in the world, multi-billionaire. He does the transcendental meditation and everything. And you're like, sorry, if guys like that with billions are doing it and they feel the need that they need to do it, then if you're having a shitty time of it with whether it's your relationships or you're not making enough money or there's pressures from elsewhere in life or your health, then maybe you should look at, like, doing something, like, whatever it is that works for you, you know, and just don't be afraid to do that, you know, and help, and it's, it's, it's weird, like, life, you can look back in, like, five months, six months, and think, wow, like, I can't believe I felt that way at that time, and now I feel much better
2: and stuff, so, yeah, yeah there's, there's <laughs> five, there's six months. months ago, I was suicidal, I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't seek medical attention, because there was no gun inside the house, and I was not going to do anything to... I, I was not going to procure an instrument to make this happen. It was a fleeting thought once in a while. It was just, I want to put a gun to my head and pull. That's yeah. it. Like, I just... I'm sick of thinking about this. I'm sick of wondering what I did wrong. Uh, wonder one, I, I'm tired. I don't... I, I'm, I felt like that. And I just... You, and then I talked to my buddy whose kid died. Yeah. <laughs> he's a his kid was three, like four. I don't know. His kid died, and mm-hmm. he just said, "You know what, Alex? What it is is just get it on with it. You just get on with it. Just every day you got to get on with it." And as far as I can tell from a distance, his he's doing pretty well. He's doing okay now. He's I'm sure it that him and his wife who are just the greatest people I know went through it and by the way you gotta expose yourself to real life people forget television is entertainment it's supposed to be entertaining what's entertaining well not somebody with mine or Barry's physique it's models they look really good naked and that's all you see if you judge your body based on that you're gonna feel terrible about yourself you uh, The Doctor House is an absolute genius. Nobody like that exists on planet Earth. (laughs) There's nobody. There's no all of that. And doctors will tell you all of that's a joke. Uh, And this is true with the poker industry too. They tell you this guy's so smart, he's made all that money. All of that bull. It's it's not true. There's Mm -hmm. there are guys who have done really well. You probably people ask me who's the best poker player you know, and I was like, I'll tell you, but you probably don't know his name. Uh, the guys who are really famous are the guys that make a lot of noise, period. That's mm-hmm. it. You can make a lot of noise in a lot of different ways. It doesn't mean you're making money. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it, you just get on with it. Every The big thing I always try to focus on is your mind will spit out things that you don't necessarily want or need. Uh, I, before anybody writes me an email, I don't feel that way anymore. I feel fine. I'm doing really well. Uh, but the thing you got, you have to think of your mind, your body, in the words of Scott Adams, I, th- I think is the na- the Dilbert creator, people have two theories about how their body works. And I think this extends to your mind because what you're putting in your body will change your brain's We've all felt it, when you lose 20 pounds, you think a little clearer. Uh, when, yeah. you, when you feel a little bit better about yourself, it, it clicks in everybody out everywhere else. And he has this theory that most people think of their bodies and minds as these bags of magic, which is you eat whatever and you'll feel whatever that comes up and yada, yada, yada. As you get older, you realize uh, that this isn't necessarily true. If you eat certain things, it's like pressing a button on your body that says get sleepy in 45 minutes, get grouchy. And many of those foods are really bad for you. I hate eating salads with a passion. I got I to gotta drop like 15, 20 pounds because I got overweight, and uh, I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of looking at it in the mirror. And uh, I have to go eat salads every day and probably with uh, – Probably with a dressing like rice vinegar or something that has no calories that tastes like ass. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to eat that every day because you know what? When I was 18 and I was, or 17, I was 50 pounds overweight. I ate salads every day and I lost a ton of weight because, and I felt really good because when you eat greens with lean proteins, you're pressing Mm. a button on your body that says, feel better. And, If you keep pressing that button, eventually you're it, when you go lift weights, it hurts really bad at the beginning. You have no idea what you're doing. If you're working with a trainer for the first time, you're going to be embarrassed about all the things you don't know. But you're just pressing a button on your body that says feel better, feel better, feel better. The first few cups of coffee during the day, you're pressing a button that says feel better. Fifth or more, you're pressing a uh, button that says feel like death. And uh, you don't. You just always got to think, what am I doing right now, being conscious in the moment? And I find if you can string those days together where you're really focused, you're really trying to press the right buttons, and you're going, I'm a little hungry right now, but if I eat these enchiladas at this Mexican restaurant that my mom will never stop bringing up when I'm driving her around, or I'm not driving her around, when Carlos is driving us around, uh, I'm going to feel like crap right mm-hmm. and you just I'm going to hit the button that feels better right the, it doesn't matter if it makes me feel weird in the moments it's it's the long term thing and then if you just keep piling that up on uh each other you will start feeling much much better and yeah it, it's one of the things that was uh big deal to uh, uh like what there's so many Just anything in life, like you have to, if you chicken out, you always wonder in the back of your head, should I have done that? If you you go up and, one thing that's amazing to me is so many guys that want certain things in life and just never go for it. They'll never ask that girl who works at the check stand three down from them if they'll go out for a coffee one day they talk for a year and a half and then a guy walks through one day and just says could I have your number and they hate that guy yeah. right they mm. hate that guy and it's where were you for a year and a half dude why didn't you try you could have I don't know you could have cut it off at seven months in 26 days where were you <laughs> and I'm the guy always in lessons going where were you why didn't you do it and this is why I have a lot of guys that it, they just don't like that they really and they want to be coddled and I don't do that. But I think, uh, and it's the same thing with me. I hate on myself a lot too, which is not good unless you're pressing the right buttons and you go, well, this is coming through now. I can do this again. I'm feeling better. And uh, some, some of those buttons get really complex. Like one of my buttons that I press is working 16 hours a day. That makes me feel better. If I do that for two weeks at a time, gonna feel pretty bad. And uh, you wanna make sure you're just, okay, what is this gonna do now? What is this gonna do now? What is this gonna do now? At the time, it's always risk-benefit analysis. Uh, at the time, trying to get out of any bad situation, if you have to make your money, you have to get your money. If you have to uh, if you have to lose weight, you have to lose weight. Five, six times in the gym, it's gonna suck for months. Uh, but you're going to do it. You just have to do it. That's all there is. You mm-hmm. just have to do it. Just do it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you have no I I have I have my Nike swoosh on my hijab right now. Yeah. So,
1: that's one thing I love about Nike or Nike as you guys say. It's it's, uh, it's true. It's just like just do it. And actually there's a famous one on YouTube. This art someone. Uh, remember I told you that before his whole speech is just do it.
0: Oh, I can't yeah. Remember
1: what he's, uh, I'm just actually going to Google it just now because I was reading that question off my phone. So just for people so they can't know it, uh, just do it. I think he was like a famous coach or something in the States.
2: Oh, um, yeah. John uh, Wooden?
1: Art, Art Williams was his name.
2: Okay. I have no idea who that is. I bet a lot of sports um, fans are laughing at me, but I don't know. Just, just do
1: it is the thing. <laughs> And um, just search, just do it, um, Art Williams. Yeah. And um, he, he's doing this, one of these big uh, motivational speeches. I actually think it's like, I don't want to say it is, but it's something like Amway or something like that, you know, that's like at this big conference. But the speech is amazing. Just do it. I just, people need to just go and watch it. Just go and watch it. Me and my friend, uh, when we used to play poker, we used about like, oh, like just put in the hours and do the study and that. It's just the way he does it in his accent. He's like, well, you've really got to do it and do it and do it and do it and just do it. And then he's like, people come to him and they say, oh, but Art, I don't have the time. And he's like, well, then you've really got to do it. You know, and he just, every, every answer is just like, just do it. And you've really got, it's so good. It's so powerful. Like he speaks. So check that out on YouTube, Art Williams. The one,
2: the one thing I would finish on with this, what I tell everybody is you have no choice. If it's in your head and it never gets out, it will never get out. If it's in your head and you have if you go, I feel like crap about your body. If you would like to feel like crap about your body for the rest of your life, continue to do nothing. That is a choice. That is a choice. So you have no choice but to pursue it if you want to feel better. That is it. Now, obviously, there's very extreme versions of this that you should be wary of that actually could have a medical manifestation, but you must push yourself if you feel if that thought is on your head or I've always wanted to backpack through Europe or I've always wanted to try to fix string instruments or fine tune pianos or if I've always wanted to uh, do this, uh, to play this one uh, hall in Nashville and if that's all, if it's always on your mind, I'm sorry you do not have a choice but to go for it. That is it. You must. I knew I would die if I never tried to be a professional poker player because I wanted it so bad. I couldn't stop thinking about it, and there was no one. Uh, I had out of all the people who should have become a poker player, I'm probably at the back of that line. I'm emotional. I'm irrational. I loop I lose focus easily. I have a hard time studying. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm a very slow learner. Nobody believes me when I say that. If you saw me had, have to learn anything in front of you, you would be dumbfounded at how slow I am. You would not believe how dumb I am in real life. But if you just keep coming to the trough, there's a chance it'll happen. And that's all I did. And now, living the dream, right? Like right now, you guys. a lot of you guys listen to this because Alex is living the dream. He's out in New York. He's out in Bullhead City. He's out in... Uh, Prague, he's out in, that didn't just come by magic, it was every day breaking myself, trying to figure it out again, and so many times going, I can't do this anymore, I'm so sick of this, but I knew the other option was get a desk job, make good money, and look, there's no reason, there's nothing wrong with that, if you got kids, you have, you have responsibilities, you have to get your money one way or another, I'm not hating on that but I, there's some, it's like he said, if you don't have the time, well, you really have to do it. And I just, I, I stopped sleeping as much. I cut off my relationships with worthless friends. I lost a lot of people along the way. But I'll I'll tell you what, man, I wouldn't change a single thing. I would not change a single thing. I, To be where I am now, to be as happy as I am now, I had to go through all that pain. You know what? There's more coming up. So enjoy it. Yeah. That's it. Embrace it. Embrace the pain. Breathe through it. Yeah, start. And,
1: uh, get it. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. And thanks for Alex for doing this live from New York. It's Saturday night. But, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Thursday. Uh, alex, how can people get in touch with you for
2: coaching your newsletter and all your webinars, etc.? You guys can write me at alex at pokerheadrush.com. Please be advised there's about a four-day turnaround period. Uh, And those are business days. Uh, On the weekends, I might be caught up in something. So expect a four-business-day reply, but you will get a reply actually from me, okay? And, uh, yeah, uh, write me on Twitter, at The Assassinato. Check out PokerHeadRush.com. That's my blog. Uh, You can see all the strategy videos, the... The articles, the blogs, the reviews of random books and movies, the, uh, the, the links to pretty much everything, the, uh, the Facebook page and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, you can sign up for my newsletter there and I send out a lot of strategy articles that don't come out ever on any other forum. I just wrote it for you guys or uh, they come out weeks later. You want to get them early, and if you want deals on a bunch of these products, you do have to pursue it uh, through signing up for that email newsletter. And uh, yeah, uh, write me if you guys want to talk poker lessons or any of that stuff. We've got all that set up.
1: Okay. And thanks for listening, guys, and good luck. And uh, don't, as I say, if any of this hits home with stuff from that question, Anthony emailing in. Send it in. I you saw, you can have anonymous. You don't even. I don't know if that's his real first name or not. Or what you can email in anonymous, and Alex will turn And the, the important thing is, me and Alex are just trying to work it out as well. You know, it's that's like you know everyone is. You know, so uh, good luck to you all, and uh, we will see you all next episode. Keep your questions coming in for Alex on uh, questions at oneouter.com on email, tweet them to me, or post them in the Facebook group. I will have these two podcasts. One will go out tonight, the 16th of March. The next one will go out uh, probably a week later to 10 days later, uh, before the end of the month anyway. And then we will be back in the first week of April with uh, another show. Until then, thanks for
0: listening and cheers. Cheers. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.